Trust me. Trust? I'm asking you to trust me. Or busts. You make any kind of mistake and boom. Players to start. Is that a fish you can trust or what? Trust your instincts. Players that should sit. Go ahead and take a seat. Take a seat right over there. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Helping you set your lineup. Don't make the same mistake I made. To win your week. Gotcha. Can't win, don't try. On the Important Nonsense Podcast. And remember, don't trust anyone over 30! Alright, welcome in everybody. It's the Important Nonsense Podcast, the Trust or Bust Friday edition. I am joined today by Mr. Jason Draven. Jason, how are you doing this evening? Man, it's Friday. I'm ready for the weekend. How are you doing? Ooh, TGIF, I like it. I like it. Uh, Pretty good. Having some minor technical difficulties over here, as you're very aware of. <laughs> but other than that, you know, just living the dream one day at a time, right? Yeah, we get to do this, so this is always a blast. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so first, let's talk about Thursday night football. Packers, Eagles had a decent game on Thursday night for a change. That never happens. Yeah, quite the change up. I'm pretty pretty excited about it. Yeah, keeps it pretty interesting, right? So the oh. Packers said all throughout the week that they were upset they didn't get Devontae Adams involved enough last weekend. Boy, did they do that early last night. Oh, yeah, he was all over way. it out of their way to get him involved yesterday so uh Devontae adams i believe had six catches for close to if not over 100 yards in the first quarter oh yeah man he was and, just tearing yeah, it up he just dominated that entire game didn't find the end zone though so what could have been a monster fantasy day still a 30 not bad but you know could have been much bigger when uh when you look at it like, if well, you I just mean, looked at the stats this morning, you were like, wow, what a great game. But if you were watching that, you were pretty frustrated that he wasn't getting in the end zone. Yeah, and I get that. But at the same time, man, if he would have been there for that last uh, goal line stand, I think it, they would have thrown it to him and it would have been a touchdown. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's just frustrating, but it was a heck of a game. I'm super pumped instead about of, it. Instead of wasting their time throwing it to Jimmy Graham, what a what a useless waste that is. Or not using Aaron Jones. <laughs> I, I don't understand it, man. Well, see, it's not even not using Aaron Jones. It's that the Eagles' run defense is really good, and the Packers' offensive line is really not good. And it doesn't matter what you do with Aaron Jones, no matter how much. I mean, they were force-feeding him on first downs, but it was kept putting him in second and third and longs. Like Aaron Jones can just the not pass good, find though. the hole. Yeah, the screen pass is fine so do because that you're getting him out in space. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're saying get him a screen pass at the one. And try yes, to try to let it'll him be fine. Like sure, and or fantasy owners will appreciate it too because of the uh, the extra point for the catch. Perfect. But you know, Jamal Williams went out that horrible injury to start out in the first quarter. That was really rough. And after that, we kind of figured, oh, it's just going to be the Aaron Jones show because who else are they possibly going to give the ball to? And I mean, they gave him the ball, but. 13 carries, only 22, 21 yards, so uh, it was a rough outing on the ground. He ended up with a 17 in PPR because of the catches, though. So yeah, kind of like Leonard Fournette it. getting redeemed through the air. If you came into this fantasy season, though, going, you know, Aaron Jones will be on the same level as Leonard Fournette on a weekly basis, that's definitely not what you were hoping for. Yeah, it definitely didn't work out at all. I mean, 
I don't know why the coaches hate him so much or if he's just that I don't think he's that bad. I just man, he cannot find anything. Maybe it was just last night, but man, he just he he looked rough. I always say that every week though, and I, I just expect him to not be good and I just keep my expectations there. It's kind of unfortunate for him. Yeah, that's the way it's going at this point. So uh on the other side of the ball you had the Eagles, who love to run the ball and were running it fairly effectively, I would say. Yeah, Howard was a beast, which I think really just annoyed everybody. Uh, I really thought that would be Sanders' game, and it clearly was not. What? You didn't have Jordan Howard having a three-touchdown game? No way. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> Jordan Howard didn't have Jordan Howard having a three-touchdown <laughs> game, all right? He was pretty surprised. He didn't even know what to do with the ball when he got it sometimes. He was just like, oh, wow, I, I'm in the I end mean, zone the with this. I one play, the screen, where he just walked up the sideline for 20 yards because they didn't even bother covering him. Uh, it, the Packers' defense, as great as it has looked through the first three weeks, looked equally terrible last night. Maybe it's a short turnaround. I don't know. They also had a couple injuries on their defense, and I think it was an inside or outside linebacker and one of their defensive linemen were out, and that might have messed it up a little bit too. Sure, injuries play their role. Got to have that cohesion. And then, of course, you had, uh, you had Ertz was the monster he was the guy getting all the targets as we kind of talked about like as the injuries pile up in the receiving core he's mr reliable for them yeah and i don't know why everybody i don't there are so many questions about it yesterday but everybody wanted to play Aguilar, and i they just didn't realize man it's going to go Ertz, and it's going to be jeffrey like i, I don't understand why you even look at Aguilar at this point and he he didn't <laughs> the Carson only Wentz. reason you look at nelson Aguilar is when alshon jeffrey and deshaun jackson are both not playing that's it. That's literally the only reason he was involved at all last week. That was the only way he'd be involved this week. Alshon Jeffrey plays. Nelson Aguilar doesn't matter. I was getting into these uh, trade talks in one of the leagues I'm in, and the guy was telling me that he didn't want... I was trying to give him Alshon Jeffrey, and he's telling me he doesn't want Alshon Jeffrey because he's already got Nelson Aguilar, so he feels like he's already got that covered. Perfect. And I'm trying to explain to him you have <laughs> that no Nelson idea. Aguilar is basically the handcuff to Alshon Jeffrey. Like, he's not an independent player on his own. His entire fantasy value revolves around the health and playing of Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, he's completely useless if either of them are playing. And it's it's upsetting because, I mean, even Ertz. Ertz I don't understand why they do this, but they play... In the end, and put him in the end zone. He got the touchdown. The like, Dallas the Godair vulturing what? is just so obnoxious. Like how how Jeff Wilson keeps ruining your love for Matt Breida. Dallas Godair keeps ruining my Zach Ertz. I, I really, I'm really hating it. And I just don't get it, man. I, I don't. I wish I had any idea why they do that, but it's just like, oh, Ertz could have had a touchdown and had another 15 yards. Great. Yeah, and stop me if you've heard this too. Alshon Jeffrey playing hurt. That never happens. When, when, oh, when have we ever heard that before? I think it's only been his entire career. Has he ever been Just healthy? about. <laughs> right? I'm pretty sure he came out of the womb questionable. Like, uh, oh, but Alshon Jeffrey played, glass. He played through the, the calf injury yesterday. Now they have the extended break. He's got 10 days off. Hopefully he can get himself right, be back to what is, you know, as close to he'll ever be 100% by the time they play again next weekend. But with Alshon Jeffrey, yeah, the touchdown really did save his game because otherwise, not much of a factor. Yeah, it, it was that, and I was telling everybody that too. I was just like, I'm not. They, the secondary is actually pretty good, 
for Green Bay. They've looked decent, and then last, I mean, clearly the line was messed up because they could they could run wherever they wanted. But even the pass catching wasn't that impressive. I mean, they were good, I guess. They moved the ball, but I I'm wasn't super impressed with the Eagles. They scored enough, and that game was awesome. But again, it's just a fluke, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. It's not something you can bank on every week, like what you're talking about. So, all right. So, with Thursday night in our rear view, we have to look ahead to Sunday and Monday. So, let's talk about some game previews. The football preview. Halfback passes to center. Back to wing. Back to center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. No, not that football. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Yeah, that's the one. You just don't understand football. News. Good news, everyone. And stats. You need to win. You play to win the game. On the Important Nonsense Podcast. All right. We're talking big news from the week. And that, of course, will start with the bye weeks. Keep in mind, the Jets and Niners both taking a nice little vacation here at the beginning of the season. Good thing this isn't going to kill the Niners' momentum or anything. You know, they weren't yeah, it probably helps. Uh, so, Jets and Niners, if you've been starting them, keep that in mind for sure. Uh, quarterback tight end, we have Jordan Reed's career basically in jeopardy at this point. Uh, dealing with multiple concussions. He is once again out this week. He should be out several more weeks, and as I said, uh, possible he could just be done at this point. So Vernon Davis, back-end starter, maybe rest of season at this point? Yeah, I don't even know about that. I am I was watching the game, and they were throwing Sprinkle in there, and it, it's annoying. I, I don't really want to touch either of them. I think Sprinkle has more talent, but that... <laughs> that hurdle that uh <laughs> davis did to nobody yeah. yeah the nobody hurdle yep i got this oh wait you see no i mean i i get it look it's just tight end is such a wasteland that if someone's going to get the volume like him it's possible that he still is going to have value yeah it's just going to be hard deciding which one's going to be between the two and i think it you're right it's more likely going to be davis he's kind of the veteran for there. at least the interim yeah yeah uh, Sam Darnold is on track to play week five after the bye for the Jets, and Cam Newton has been ruled out for week four. The foot injury was uh, is actually the Liz Frank injury that Neil gave him the kiss of death on. So, you know, somebody had to give the kiss of death, and it was him. So you, you're off the hook for one week. Congratulations. Haha, I win. <laughs> so he's hoping to avoid surgery and IR. In the meantime, it is still the Kyle Allen show. Looked impressive in uh, in his first game. He takes on the Texans this weekend. We'll see how that goes for him. I mean, somebody who can actually pass and doesn't need to run the ball? Okay, I think he'll be all right. Shots fired. <laughs> uh, up in the air, you got Mark Andrews with the foot injury, Delaney Walker with the knee, uh, Greg Olson dealing with a back. He's been a limited participant this week, but he is still practicing at least. Uh, and then Case Keenum with the foot. All indications are that all of those players will play. We also had a late addition to the injuries with Matthew Stafford popping up all of a sudden. He is questionable against Kansas City with a hip injury. Also seems to be willing to play this week. If he does not, though, 
Uh, David Blau, the rookie from Purdue, would end up being the starter for the Lions. And uh, he actually went to high school in Carrollton, the town over here in Texas. So I'd be very interested to see if uh, if he actually got the shot. But more than likely, uh, Maddie Stafford is going to be playing. Yeah, Stafford's way too stubborn to be given that spot oh, up, yeah. even if he's kind of hurt. We've seen him hobble around on the field and play, so I find it very hard to believe that he'll he'll sit out. Think it full Monty uh, expect... Python here. Oh yeah, for sure. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> Just a flesh uh, wound. You can mind. expect to be without Vance McDonald. He's got the shoulder sprain. He's had that sling for most of the week. Once again, did not practice today. We won't get an actual designation till tomorrow, since they're the Monday night football game. They acquired Nick Vanette in a trade from Seattle, who looks to be the starter this week. So if you put that fab budget on Vance McDonald, make sure you're looking elsewhere for at least this week. And then players to look at that uh, you would be interested in to stream, at least, in case you have one of those players we mentioned. Well, I mean, you kind of talked about Kyle Allen. I think he is going to be able to move the ball pretty well. I don't know if you know this, but the Texans aren't good without uh, your boy. And I, I just, I, I don't see it getting any better. And Allen's going to be able to move the ball, and it's just going to be a scary game there. And, I mean, again, looking at quarterback, I, Jacoby Brissett, he has the Raiders. And while they have looked okay, I, I'm more worried if Hilton, with it kind of looks like he might not play, uh, it makes it a little messy. But he can still move the ball around, and he has a lot of options there. Um, I mean, yeah, I would agree with that, too. I don't even think it's dependent on uh, on T.Y. Hilton for Jacoby Brissett. He's, uh, for me, I, I feel like just the matchup with the Raiders in itself and then how well he has looked, I feel like he'll be able to uh, to accomplish anything you'll need in a streamer for this weekend. Yeah, and then, I mean, looking at tight ends, I'm, I don't know why, but I just I liked how O'Shaughnessy looked, and he's gone against Denver. And, I mean, we kind of... Already touched on it with Jacoby, but Eric Ebron, you know, I hate to say it, but he will probably get a red zone look or two. Yeah, especially if Hilton is out. Yeah, that that is yeah. the one thing I will agree that is uh, is T.Y. Hilton dependent. But, I mean, I guess during PPR, you might want to look at Doyle, potentially. He could get those passes that would normally potentially go to Hilton. Sure. Mm-hmm. Spread it around a little bit. Yeah, and then, I mean, if you're looking to try and grab somebody early, Chris Herndon should be coming back. Two weeks. Suspension finally up. Yeah, if, uh, if you're tight end desperate, Chris Herndon coming back in two weeks will uh, will definitely be someone you want to target now while people aren't thinking about it. Uh, running backs, keep in mind Melvin Gordon ended his holdout like we talked about on Wednesday. Uh, he will for sure be back next week, and with the Justin Jackson news today, it's possible he will have a small playing role this weekend. So keep an eye on that. Still somebody I'm not starting, though, but just... Uh, Bear in mind that Melvin Gordon could potentially play this weekend now. Uh, Tevin Coleman also should be back next week coming out of their bye. Uh, Expect to be without Damian Williams with a knee injury. He has already been officially ruled out, as has Justin Jackson, as I mentioned. With the foot injuries, walking around in a boot, could miss multiple weeks, and at this point, he is absolutely droppable. I said this was the only week he was going to be serviceable for you going forward and now that ship has sailed so if you want to add somebody off waivers for justin jackson you go right ahead i'm not gonna blame you yeah you gave him the kiss of death on that one 
Yeah, apparently so. And then uh, Devin Singletary, he's still dealing with the hamstring. I am not banking on him playing this weekend either. He could make the uh, the quick turnaround, but he hasn't practiced, so uh, I am not putting my hopes up for that. If I need a streamer at running back, who should I be looking at? Well, I mean, I don't know why, but everybody forgets that Daryl still got touches, and I think Daryl Williams for the Chiefs will be fine. He's going to get the touches that you want. I think McCoy will definitely be the lead back, but they like to sprinkle uh, in Daryl and keep McCoy fresh, and I think that'll work out pretty well for him. And then uh, Rex Burkhead. I haven't been appreciating Sony, and I don't think that I'm going to start now. So I think he'll get a lot of good looks. He should be able to move the ball, and it's just one of the, another piece that – the Bills are going to try and figure out how to stop, and it's it's going to be tough. But I think the those are going to be some pretty good, couple good options for you. Yeah, the trouble for me with Burkhead is now James White is back, so that makes it a three-headed monster back there, and I think he's far and away the three. So I think he's more of a home run swing if you're desperate. But yes, still serviceable, certainly. Uh, wide receivers, keep in mind, Michael Crabtree was released by Arizona, so he is shocker no longer on the Cardinals. They've I mean, they they tried to sign him, and then all of a sudden negotiations fell apart, and then out of nowhere they did sign him, and then he played for three weeks, and then they just cut him for no reason. I don't understand it. Uh, but, you know, whatever. It's Arizona. D- doesn't really matter to me either way. Uh, A.J. Green has been ruled out for week four officially. He has yet to resume even limited practice. Kudos to the Bengals for not rushing him back. That was our biggest fear when they talked about possibly week three or four is that they weren't going to take this seriously like last season, force him back too soon, and he would be uh, re-injured almost immediately. So it seems like they're at least being smart about it this go-around. Zach Taylor in charge, clearly making a difference. Thankfully. Some of those injuries like that, you just you need time to heal, and it it's definitely, I'm glad that they're not rushing him back. Yeah, He's, absolutely. Uh, and then uh, Tyreek Hill lost the arm sling this week. He may be ready to go next weekend, so it's something to keep in mind and monitor. Uh, Golden Tate will be back. He had the four-week suspension, so he should be back next week uh, going into their Week 5 game. It is time to think about picking up Golden Tate if he is somehow available in your league. Uh, I know he is pretty widely owned at this point, but if for some reason he is still lingering out there and you're looking for a decent wide receiver... He should be right in that wide receiver three range when he returns. Uh, Julian Edelman had the chest injury last weekend, but he should be fully good to go this week against the Bills. And Terry McLaurin popped up with a uh, did not practice today. Dealing with the hamstring injury, but they said it was more precautionary than anything else. He should be good to go as well. Uh, Chris Godwin is up in the air dealing with a hip injury. Has not been practicing. Same with Calvin Ridley hip injury as well uh, limited participant though so Ridley I'm less concerned about especially going up against Tennessee's secondary yeah they need to be stretching all these guys more with all these hip injuries get that foam roller out well I mean this is part of the the whole not playing in the preseason too you know it's it takes them a few weeks to get into real football shape so you mean round's not a shape I'm very confused well I mean technically speaking I guess <laughs> uh, you can expect to be without T.Y. Hilton he is listed as doubtful with his quad injury uh, they called up Ashton Dolan from the practice squad, which has no fantasy relevance other than the fact that when they're bringing up a wide receiver from the practice squad, it's more than likely signaling that they are going to be without T.Y. 
Uh, both Mike Williams and Travis Benjamin have already been ruled out for the Chargers. Lucky for them, they're playing the Dolphins, so it's not really going to matter. This will benefit Dontrell Inman. So if you're looking for that deep sleeper off of uh, your waiver wire, Dontrell Inman should be the number two wide receiver. Also, Virgil Green has already been ruled out of that game as well. It is the walking wounded for Los Angeles. So if they just put four guys on Keenan Allen and then leave Dontrell Inman wide open, I mean, that could be a big day for him. And Eckler. Well, yeah, out of the backfield, that's sure. Here we go. <laughs> One last ride. Going out with a bang. And then uh, Taylor Gabriel with the concussion from Monday night has been officially ruled out. Players, you are looking to stream in case one of those guys is killing your roster right now. It's You have quite a few options. I mean, I think that Mohamed Sanu is going to be a really solid option this week with Ridley being limited. Might not have... And he's actually been getting decent targets. By the way, Mohamed Sanu, a guy I hyped up all preseason, and then how does he repay me? He intercepts Calvin Ridley's 80-yard touchdown. I mean, that was tailor-made for Calvin Ridley to just catch, run, and score. And Mohamed Sanu is like, what is this, a ball? And just bats it to himself and just intercepts his own teammate for a 10-yard catch. Ugh, God, that was infuriating. Anyway, go on. I digress. <laughs> oh, it works out good for you. But, again, another player, you know, I think we need to stop giving New England players is really what it comes down to because Philip Dorsett looks good. I, they're not using a tight end, really, so I feel like he's just out there and is a decent option if you're looking to stream. Um, Randall Cobb is another good one. And... I don't know why, but last week, Cole Be- Beasley stole all the touches I wanted for John Brown, and I'm so annoyed by it. I don't understand why they keep doing this. Give it to John Brown. Come on. Well, the reason it's happening is because now John Brown is getting the number one corner. So it- it's something he's never really had to deal with in his career. I know, but so. he's just so fast. Just throw it to him. He'll be fine. I-, I understand that, but he's getting the blanket coverage. So they're they're forcing the Bills to beat them with literally anyone else. So that's what they're doing right now. And they are somehow. They're doing pretty well. I'm pretty excited for the Bills Mafia. They they kind of need this every now and then. And, I uh, mean, I will agree with your Beasley call, too, because they're playing the Patriots, and what do the Patriots do? They take away the number one weapon on the offense. So what's that? I mean, at this point, it's Josh Antlin's legs, right? Yeah. So they're going to stack the box, and they're going to cover John Brown and say, beat us through the air with anyone else. Zay Jones and Cole Beasley, here we go. Fire him up. Zay Jones, yikes. <laughs> he's, he's got this. And then, you know, with McLaurin having some issues, Paul Richardson got a lot of targets on Monday. I really like him. I think he'll be all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So looking at Preston Williams, he looked good last week, and I think that with the Chargers secondary being so beat up, he should have a chance at getting deep enough and really being able to just fly past them. And then the Raiders dropped another junk wide receiver, and they're finally, I think, really going to focus on Hunter Renfro and allow him to grow, and I think that's going to help the team really solidify, and I think he's a good option this week. All right, and then uh, it's time to move on to a little bit of a trust or bust here. So uh, quarterback trust, who do you have? I hate to say it, but, man, Daniel Jones, Mr. Danny Dines himself. I I don't think you hate to say it at all. I do, but he he looked good last week. I love his matchup this week, and 
I don't know if you heard him, but he, he's, he literally was like, oh, I'm going to do this and just ran it in himself. All right. That's just incredible to me. It was, the entire team was like, oh, I can't believe he actually cursed. And I'm just, it blew me away. So I think he's going to continue to keep that intensity. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure if you watched Monday night, but the Redskins didn't look good. They made Trubisky look really, really good. And I, I, I just think he's going to look awesome. I'm not worried about it. I think he might regress a little, but it's not enough to. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. It's the second game of it. Um, there's now a whole game of tape on him, so we'll see if the Redskins make any adjustments. Uh, division game, so it'll be tight too. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. For me, I, I'm just I'm not ready to bank on it quite yet. Uh, I think there's better options out there. I, I have Jacoby Brissett as a top ten play this week, so that's my biggest, you know, outside of the box trust. Uh, just the Raiders are so aggressively terrible. He has the the high floor because of the rushing, and then even with Ty out, I mean the checkdowns to Marlon Mack, the the dual tight ends, uh, the the multiple contributors in the the passing game that they just move the ball around so much. So uh, yeah, Jacoby Brissett, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with this weekend compared to consensus. Yeah, I like him too. I mean, he's one of the people I'm telling people to stream as well. But it's just one of those things. It's I wanted to go a little deeper and have that should be more available, and it was Daniel Jones. So uh, QB busts. Hey, can you can you guess who might be a bust this week? I he, mean, <laughs> based on your history, it's probably Tom Brady again because it just I, I never had him, man. <laughs> he was on the edge. I almost had him last week. He was barely a twelve, and it's all because Kyler turned it over, uh, Rivers turned it over, and. Trubisky turned it over, and all three of those would have had him at QB fifteen, and I'd been perfectly fine. But no, he had to stay there. <laughs> they all had to turn it, it over. All. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you know, it like you said, division game. It's the Bills at Buffalo. I I think this is the low scoring game, and I think he struggles. But you know, he has good players around him it's hard to hold them down once i will agree with you because the matchup with the defense divisional game figures to be low scoring i think they're going to rely more on the underneath stuff and running the ball and i don't think they'll be able to run up the score as easily as they have the last two weeks so yeah i've got brady at 15 i'm right there with you yay finally a week where you can agree finally (laughs) Finally. and uh i'm going to have to say matt ryan i just man oh get out nope I can't. I don't. He just looks so bad, and I can't get on board with him. And you know, the Titans keep surprising teams, and I just I don't think that Ryan's going to be able to handle it. Now, see, Matt Ryan has looked pretty rough. I will give you that. However, he looks rough, and then in the fourth quarter, puts up so many points that he always finishes as a top ten play. So I have him seventh against Tennessee, a secondary he should absolutely pick apart. And I, I have no problem with that. I'm absolutely good with that. Yeah, I just, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I just want him to look better. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to go in opposite, you know, kiss of death here. Yeah, that's give, fair. Give, that's reju- fair. Reju- reju- Reverse kiss skill. of death. All right, yeah, anything fine. I can do here. Try, try and give him some life. All right. Uh, running backs that you trust. Well, I was going to say Justin Jackson, but clearly he's out. So I'm going to go with LaShawn McCoy here, you know. Kansas City Chiefs continue to look good. Last week, even though he was hurt, they gave him the touches in the red zone, and he scored. And I just I don't think that changes. So I think he's a really solid trust that should be 
somebody you throw into a flex position, you're able to use him and he'll give you 15, 20 points. Uh, yeah, I agree. McCoy should absolutely have himself a good, uh, good week this week. Busts. Yep. And, uh, we, we touched on it earlier, but Sonny Michelle, he, he hasn't looked good. Uh, James White's back. Burkhead's there. I, I just, I don't see him. Him struggling again against the Bills is just not something I'm impressed with. And I'm pretty sure he is the last running back who is just horrible when it, he's has any kind of contact. He just goes down. And I, I'm just, again, somebody else I'm worried about and don't really trust him at this point. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with any of that. Uh, Sony Michelle's a guy I've never been too high on. And like I said, the problem there is just the... The so many mouths to feed. I mean, what what makes him viable is the fact that he's the goal line guy. And, you know, in, in a week like this, I think it's entirely possible that, you know, in a matchup against Buffalo, that they find themselves, you know, uh, you know, in a close game that they're relying more on James White and Rex Burkhead than they are uh, Michelle. And, you know, he's also the star. Kind of, I wouldn't be surprised if he's somebody who comes along later in the year. I think they will use White and Burkhead more to kind of preserve his health since he is kind of a one of those injury risk guys too. All right, and then uh, wide receivers you trust? Touched on him earlier. I like Paul Richardson. He looked good last week. He had eight catches, and it was 9.2 yards per catch. I think it's a similar situation this week. He's with McLaurin potentially having some issues. I could see him getting even more targets, and he'll I, I think he will be able to step up and be just fine against that uh, awesome Giants secondary. Oh, wait. Is that a is that a joke? Yeah, kind of a little bit. Yeah, was it a joke? Okay, interesting. Uh yeah, that's it. That's quite the shot call. Uh I don't know if Paul Richardson will actually be able to finish that aggressively high. I think it'll kind of depend on how much they're using McLaurin. But uh yeah, he's a guy I've always liked, so uh you know, Paul Richardson certainly you know, flex-worthy in a week where uh where there's a, a bunch of buys and injuries that you're dealing with. Yeah, and I mean, again, a lot of people injured. Uh, he might be out there. I'm looking, actually flipping the script here and going with Philip Dorsett again. Uh, I like him. I think he's a unique player. And with Edelman being there, I think he kind of takes over that uh, almost like a tight end position with uh, Burkhead and, you know, gets that short area targets. And, you know, the Bills do not give up that long bomb and i'm i don't think that gordon is going to get free so i think it's going to be those underneath packs passes like we were talking about and it's going to be a decent game for dorset this week yep i agree uh wide receiver busts uh man it's Stefan Diggs. i just i don't think that they're going to have time to allow that play to develop if it is it's going to be that one catch for 60 yards and a touchdown like he does randomly but i it's somebody i just am not liking this year it's not something that the Vikings want to do and granted and it's 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 also the Bears. I, I think that they're going to put a lot of pressure on the on cousins and it's it's not gonna be pretty. It's gonna be another ugly game and I, I'm I don't wanna watch it. Um yeah, I mean we we talked about this a little bit on Thursday or I'm sorry, on Wednesday, but um you know, Stefan Diggs, the concerning part there is he's not getting a ton of, of volume in the passing game. So yes, they're playing the Bears and then on top of playing the Bears, you know, defense, he's also not as involved as you'd really love him to be. So it's a, a, te- a team that runs the ball more than any other and throws the ball less than any other against a good pass, you know, coverage secondary. So 
Uh, at some point, he'll break out. I just I find it hard to believe it's this week. Yeah, and along the same lines, I think uh, Tyrell Williams is going to be a bust for me. I just I think it's one of those things that you need to play to develop, and I don't think it's going to happen for him this week. I think that they're going to struggle if, again. If it is a big game, it's going to be that three targets for forty yards and a touchdown. You know, it's not going to be that wide receiver one numbers that you're looking for. Right. Uh, you know, against Indy, I feel like they're going to be chasing points. So, you know, Darren Waller for sure. Tyrell Williams, uh, for me, he's going to be startable. I think he's more uh, wide receiver three or I guess possibly back end wide receiver two, depending on how the day goes. But um, I could see how he would struggle depending on what you're looking for. I just don't think he'll be an absolute bust. Uh, tight ends yeah. you're trusting this week? Man, every week. It's Will Disley. I I love this guy. He's big. They throw it to him in the red zone, and he he catches it. I don't know what to tell you. He's actually the second yeah, the most thing targeted. With that too is with the trade of Vanette. That that's a big thing for that. Is that there's you know there's no one else behind him now. It's just him. Well, even before that, I mean, last week, okay, the Lockett was targeted the most. He had 14 targets, and yet there is Disley with seven. That's the second most. He got six of those for 8.9 yards per catch. That, that's pretty decent, and he's in the red zone more often than not, and it looks good. I don't. Right. I love him there. Yeah, the biggest concern with him was always, you know, would he have the job all to himself? Could he stay healthy and stay out there? And right now, he's been extremely involved in the offense, and uh, getting rid of Vanette, I think, really just clears all that up for him. He's probably a back-end top 10 guy for me now the rest of the season. Yeah, and yet people will still have him too low. I, I was looking, and I think he was tied in 15 or 16. I'm just, I don't understand why he's so low still. Especially yeah, when, if he has another rough or another big week this week, I think that'll uh, that'll turn pretty quickly. Everybody picks uh, him busts. up. Busts, yeah. Somebody who, I mean, we t- keep talking about it, but O.J. Howard, I think this is going to be another rough week for him. Um, this is a tough Tough game for him, and I think another week of Mike Evans struggling and Godwin getting a lot of catches, potentially if he's healthy, I guess, will be the bigger issue. And, I mean, last week he was only targeted four times. He only got, he got three of them and had uh, 16.5 yards per catch, which pretty much saved him last week. He looked okay, but it was also a big game. You know, Mike Evans goes off for three touchdowns. I, I don't think that's going to happen this week. I'd be surprised if I haven't seen him get Yeah, home. it's been pretty pretty weird um, throughout his career. Whenever Jameis has been the starter and Cameron Brait has been an option, he's preferred Cameron Brait. And I don't know what that connection is. I don't know why he's so comfortable with Cameron Brait. But for whatever reason, he does not want to throw the ball to O.J. Howard. I just don't get it. Uh, for me personally, just because he's a big part of that offense, and especially if Godwin is limited or doesn't play at all, they have to throw it somewhere other than Mike Evans at some point. Uh, so I feel like O.J. Howard is going to play. You probably don't have a better option, so I've got him as a back-end starter. But, yeah, I'm, I'm real nervous about it. Uh, defenses you like this week? Well, uh, the Colts, man. I, Raiders have just been looking so shaky, and Carr has his happy feet. He just He's not comfortable in the pocket anymore, and I, I don't blame him. I mean, he, he looked bad against Kansas City, which I – think is really surprising but maybe kansas city is just getting better uh again i i think the colts will give him some issues cause him to turn it over the ball and i think they're a good streaming streaming uh, defense for you for sure and then uh i don't know 
why I, I always have to throw a Cincy jab in. And... Yeah, you got to hate on the Bengals in some way, shape, or form every week. So this is it. But this is the spot. It's Dalton in prime time. All right. He looks so bad that, every you know, time he has any fair. kind of pressure on him. So I'm picking up yeah, the Steelers. It's Monday night football, too. So it's destined to be like a 9 6 horrible game. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be. It's going to be ugly. I'm worried about it. And I think Steelers have just enough to give Dalton, again, some some worries. He, he's not a primetime quarterback at all. And I, I I have to go with the Steelers on this one. I think they'll be a different. Yeah, I've got the Steelers as a top 10 play for like one of the few times I'll do that this season. So uh, I absolutely agree with you there. As for the Colts, um, we'll disagree on that one simply like I talked about earlier with Tyra Williams I feel like they're going to be chasing points even if it's in garbage time this this game feels like it could end up falling into the uh hitting the over category of the total score like this is going to be a shootout so you know unless they absolutely turn the ball over a ton and the Colts are just you know getting sacks and takeaways I feel like the score and the yardage are going to dictate the Colts being a uh outside the top 12 play this week and i mean i get it it's one of those things that i i just i'm worried that Carr is gonna try and run and they're just going to get a couple punch outs he'll fumble it he'll likely throw a pick or two and you know that's probably expecting a lot but at the same point man the the raiders just they don't look good with the ab situation that first week they came out hot and it's just been downhill ever since and i'm I'm worried about it. That's fair. And then uh, busts. It's the same game, actually. I'm saying it's going to be a shootout, and I don't want to play the Cowboys or the Saints this week. I think it's just going to be one of those that the ball's moving back and forth, and it's going to be a fun one to watch, but there's not going to be any defense there. Yeah, I mean, the better defense is the Cowboys, um, but I would say the Seahawks, in my opinion, are probably a top-five defense this year. And the Teddy Bridgewater went out there on the road in Seattle and won something that's never happened in the Pete Carroll era. Uh, so to say that the, the Saints, you know, are, aren't going to be able to uh, to put up points because the Cowboys are a good defense, I think is not uh, it's not a fair assessment. You know, the, uh, like you're saying here, this is going to be more of a uh, a back and forth battle than uh, I think people initially realized with Teddy Bridgewater taking over. Yeah, I mean, he's able to move. That's a, a big thing when you're a quarterback and you're comfortable running. Yeah, the mobility has always been there for him. It's the the, the passing. He, he's, he was Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson. That's fair. I, I, or Cam Newton or, you know, there's too many now. I guess Cam's fallen off, but he... Well, I don't know. Cam's always had a cannon, so the, people gave but him he's scared the credit to throw. there, but... Yeah, but he's scared to throw, but he has the physical ability to. People don't think Lamar Jackson or Teddy Bridgewater can actually throw was their whole thing. So now they've seen it. You know, he can do it. I, I Like I said, I, I'm not concerned about Teddy Bridgewater running that offense. So, yeah, I think that Cowboys-Saints game could turn into a shootout and could actually be pretty entertaining. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. I think it's going like, – I'm taking the over. I don't care what the number is. I'm taking the over on the points, combined points for that game. I, I just think it's going to be a high-scoring one. No, it's it's going to be good. It'll be interesting. But uh, that's it. That's going to wrap us up for this week. So, uh, Jason, thank you for joining me. You can find him at uh, that FF nerd. You can find me at nonsense underscore Steve, Twitter, 
and Fantasy Life app. You can, of course, like the show, subscribe. Uh, five stars are always appreciated. Uh, you can follow us on iTunes, Android, Stitcher. Uh, what else we got now? TuneIn, Spotify. Those are the new ones that I always forget. Well, you, you're leaving out the most important thing. What are you doing? You guys are starting this week, right? Not going to promote that, that you're going to have a whole section to help me out on Start Sit on Sunday? <laughs> we're doing the Start Sit on Sunday morning from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m., right up until kickoff Eastern time. So uh, come on out to the Fantasy Life app and get some advice from the Important Nonsense team. Pretty excited for you guys. This is going to be a fun time. Uh, I'll appreciate all the help you can give me for sure. It, it's a tiring one on Sundays. Yes, for sure. So uh, we will talk to you guys then. Yeah, man, I'm pretty excited. Be sure to follow the show. Be sure to follow everything we're doing on ImportantNonsense.com. And uh, until next week, just keep up the nonsense. Music for the Important Nonsense podcast is provided by Benjamin Banger, Tritachion, and Admiral Bob. Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with all the latest content on ImportantNonsense.com.